Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. These are a few of my favorite Hey, Happy hey, New Year! Happy New Year! Happy I'm 2017! Happy 2017, Ke- Rob! Thank you, Kevin! How did you spend your New Year's? Did you do anything fun? Um, with family, just like being with like together. And friends. And... <laughs> what song was that? That's a new one I made up. It's oh, for my okay. new musical called Robert Rob Goulet. Sings New Year. Oh, I thought it was Robert Goulet. It'll again. be at the Lucille Lortel, <laughs> February 9th I through got February 9th. Um, <laughs> I sneak in after Ride the Cyclone goes away. And- <laughs> I just perform it on their set. Um, Oh, how's your new year? It was wonderful. Do you make resolutions? No, I don't really do them because they're usually the same thing every year. Which is one. (laughs) Work out more, don't eat so much, don't drink so much. I I am work out more, don't eat so much, stop sending tweets to Patty Lapone. And then I I realized I was spelling it wrong. I was tweeting at a woman named Patty Lalone. Oh, gosh. Who runs a pizzeria in the Bronx. You're. I can't. And we met. Uh, and we are running away together. Okay, <laughs> so we're that's very excited. Fun. That's romantic. That's new pizzeria. <laughs> Think of all the topics you're gonna get on me. There's pepperoni too. <laughs> wow, that, that was, was horrible. Hey, was no, horrible. Uh, you know what? It kind of scanned almost. Oh, oh, you know what? I won't say what I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say I know a lot of writers <laughs> who almost scanning. <laughs> It's a job well done. <laughs> no names will be mentioned. Fill in the blanks. Um, oh, my goodness. Are... It, you know, being on a vacation is so nice. Yeah. You know, the, the, you know, the week after Christmas and the week, you know, the first, you know, half of the week of January, that week, you know, that happens. Yeah. I like that time of the year. Because, like, nothing's going on. But you're like gonna start something new, so it's yeah. It's like it's like going to school. You remember when you went to college and you're like, "Ooh, I'm gonna go to my second semester." Oh yeah. And it's, it was always kind of exciting, you know. And I do feel that way still about the new year. It feels like, "Ooh, I like a fresh start. I'm a sucker for a fresh." We start. hit that restart. It's yeah, a- totally. So that's why my resolution that I don't announce or don't, you don't even tell myself, oh, really? it's always there. Yeah. But it's always kind of like, oh, here's a new opportunity it's to go a fresh after it again. Start. Yeah, it's a clean try? slate. Yeah. Four white walls and from personals the musical 
<laughs> so it's a little. So Rob was like, yeah. he was like Sorry. pointed to me like, and take it away, Kevin. <laughs> and I was like, I'll be there for you. But same writing team. Same writing team. So there we go. Um, First of all, we hope you have a wonderful new year. We wish you nothing but the best. We cannot wait to spend another year with all of you. Yeah. And also, yes, definitely. And I can't believe, Rob, that we've been doing this for a year almost. Kevin, do you know that next week will be our 50th episode of this? No, that's crazy. Next week will be our 50th episode. That's crazy. This has been a very good house. Ever since we married. <laughs> you kill me. You kill me just now because you were like, it's kept ever. And then you get to the low notes and you're like, ever. Like, like I sound when I'm sick. That was amazing. You know what? I'll tell you what. When I was growing up, the big cast recording I listened to all the time, I had two. It was uh, Davis Gaines singing Boys from Syracuse <laughs> and uh, Brian Stokes Mitchell Kiss me, Kate. Ragtime. Oh my god! So for some reason, I always thought, well, that's how you're supposed to sing. You're supposed to sing like Davis Gaines or Brian Stokes Mitchell. So like, I'll be working on a show, and because you know I direct and stuff, and I'll be telling people, I'll be like, all right. So when you when you get here and you sing, something's coming. It should be who be who knows. (laughs) Okay, so let's let's try it again. Could be, and you're like, no, 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 that's not it. A little more. uh, A little. Who knows. Maria. <laughs> That's nice, it. Good tritone there. Thank Rob. you. Nice job. Just met a girl named Maria. Do you ever see grumpier old men? Yes. I like when Walter Matthau's in the boat yeah. and he's met Sophia Loren named Maria and he goes, Maria, Maria. And suddenly I see she's not the bitch I thought she'd be. <laughs> Maria. Always makes the me retired laugh. version the of Maria. Version. That's really good. Um, I am excited because mm. I, I have got a musical that I want to share with you because I just listened to it yesterday. And I really like it. And you're, I excited, share... you're like on the edge of your seat. I am. It's one of my favorite things. Are you ready for it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, let me see if you can guess it. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is one I listened to a while ago, and I'm like, right. oh yeah, it's fine. And then I started listening to it again. I'm like, oh my. God. Oh, I love a good revisit. I love a good revisit. And when you revisit a show, listeners, do you have this experience too? We, the collectors or music listeners out there. I find that when I listen to a show again that I, I listened to a while back, even 10 plus years, um, I'm like, I go right back to where I was. I remember exactly. Yes. Like, uh, these shows will do that. Like, I'll be like, oh my goodness. I like remember. where you were when you first listened oh, to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll be like, the yeah, ski yeah. lift, 1989, Greek Peak, New York, upstate New York. I don't know. Like, I'll just remember exactly where I was. With like so, a big, like, boom box on your yeah, shoulder. Exactly. That's so cool. No, so, so what, what, what was. Oh, what, so mine, mine. Okay, I'm going to see if you can guess it. Okay, so here we go. Are you ready? 1962. Okay. Only 80 performances. 1962. Only 80 performances. The star of the musical. This is going to help. Is best known for his performance in The Wizard of Oz. Burt Lahr. Not Burt Lahr. Damn it. Love Burt Lahr, though. That would be Foxy. Jack Guilford. No, not, not Jack Guilford. Jack Gee. Guilford, I don't think, was in The Wizard okay. of Oz. <laughs> he definitely was not. Jack Guilford saw The Wizard of no, Oz. No, he definitely that was counts. not. Uh, who was Scarecrow? Uh, Scarecrow was played by a guy named Ray Bolger. Was Ray Bolger? It was Ray Bolger. <laughs> okay, thank you. Getting yeah, Ray warmer. Bolger. Yeah. Getting warmer. Um, the, uh, um, uh, um, music by Strauss and Adams. Oh, uh, not All American. All American. Uh, once upon a time. Sing it for me, Kevin. Dee, 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 dee. But he's like, once upon a time. Okay. So, there was. Okay. So, yes. I'm I think sorry. it's I, Once Ron again, Hussman. I'm getting ahead I of you. I think it's Ron Hussman. It is. That is correct. Yes. 
And this score by so this is the this first is score after Bye Bye Birdie. First score after Bye Bye Birdie. Scra- Book by but, oh no, oh now wait sorry a minute. I'm no, getting no, it. no 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 God no 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 you're absolutely this. right this is but this is really good trivia. Yes, the book is by somebody, but really only Act One is by this person. Oh, really? So no, I didn't know this. Okay, so who wrote the book? Well, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Yeah, but apparently he only wrote Act One, and then was like, "I've got other things to do." So like, I re- by Felicia. I really like- by Felicia. I really can't do Act Two, and so Strauss and Adams they all tried to cobble a second act out of this show. That's the story. Whether or not that's true, who knows? But it's by our producer's young Frankenstein friend, Mel Brooks. So and and I I'm a huge fan of this score. I, I isn't I, it good? It is beautiful. It, it's completely different than Bye Bye Birdie. If Bye Bye Birdie is a hip, you know, in, think, picture it. 1960, hearing like this music that's oh, very Bye Bye Birdie. Hip. You've yeah. got to be sincere. It's like Elvis. It's rock. It's all of this that predating, you know, hair predating all of that. Sound. Oh yeah. If you really put it in perspective, I agree you know with what you. I mean? Like yeah. that's awesome. In 1960, that was I don't, going yeah, on. I don't think Bye Bye Birdie. I think we've forgotten that over time about Bye Bye Birdie. Totally. About because how, yeah. We're a year, we're a couple years after My Fair Lady. We're three years after West Side Story yeah. and Music Man, which yeah. won that year. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So then five, six years later is All American, where they, Charles Strauss once again changes once his again. voice. Back to Charles Strauss yeah. again after last week's rags. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a very, it's, it takes place on a college campus. Yeah, so it? it takes place at, are you ready for this? Yeah. The Southern Baptist Institute of Technology. It's so like Bob Jones University. Like Bob Jones University. Okay. So Ray Bolger is a professor named Professor of Fodores- Pro- Sorry, Professor Fodoreski. Um, and he is a Russian professor who is really <laughs> smart at engineering. He comes to this college. Their football team is losing. But through his genius at teaching them uh, 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 technology and engineering – they then realize that they can win more football games using the simple practice of engineering. So the engineering helps the football, and the football helps the engineering. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all these big football teams across the United States start to realize that the professor's engineering schemes is what's going to make their football teams win, and he becomes a national treasure. It's Michael the, Lewis's Moneyball, the musical, based this, on the, like this, the baseball. It's like the football version of that. Because that was let's the, be honest. Even in 1962, I mean, really. this sounds dated. No, it this does. sounds it like does. a 1920s, like really, 1930s. I love a good sports musical, though. Like, I let's mean. have an excuse to sing. Um, but so, like, so, like you said, um, our big song from it is take- "Once Upon a Time." Once upon a time, and 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 because <laughs> when you listen to it, the orchestra is playing the melody, and it's so beautiful. But Ray, I mean, is it? it, it Ron Husman is I think like it's Ron Husband, yeah. "Once Upon a Time." So long ago, he just speaks it. But the music's like the the, the melody is truly one of the most beautiful melodies I've ever heard. Charles yeah, Ross write. Once upon you a know, time, it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous song. So is what a country. It's not a gorgeous song. It's a fun song. It's a yeah. song called What a Country that opens up the show. Then this is something that really fascinates me. Um, you know, musicals used to have this idea that there was a little bit of legs. For the tired businessman, right? That's right. Like the the Oklahoma Review when right? they were like, no, no legs, no girls, no chance. So for, it's supposed you to know? be for the tired businessman. They're yeah. coming to see a little TNA. Give me a little something, something. Right? Yeah. There was a director named Josh Logan. <laughs> yes, there was. <laughs> Josh <laughs> Logan directed All-American, but he also directed things like South, South Pacific. Pacific. And I 
Thank God, I think I'm doing this right. I think he did Wish You Were Here. Uh, yes, he did, very famously. That okay. was a, yeah, because they had a pool. Swimming pool there was a stage, swimming pool right? on stage, yeah. And it was um, a flop, but then they turned it into a hit. We should talk about Wish You Were Here at some point. That would be a good mm-hmm. one for us. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, Josh Logan also, I think, realized that there were tired businessmen out there. But not all the tired businessmen would be straight. So in all of his shows, <laughs> there's always these scenes where like these really gorgeous, sexy men just like walk by without any shirts on, and they sort of strut around. And I think he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, it's for the ladies in the audience." I don't think it's for the ladies, Josh. <laughs> I mean, I think they might be enjoying it, but not as early sixties. Not as much as I think that executive from you know Madison Avenue that would always make a little stop by off the Ramblings on the way home, if you know what I mean. <laughs> He's the one telling his wife, honey, let's get tickets to All-American, and then we'll get a new duvet cover. Let's see it again. I love yeah, it. <laughs> oh, you like that pillow? <laughs> you yeah, like that totally. throw pillow? Um, my husband's just artistic. <laughs> um, th- so the big number of Josh Logan's in this, 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 it's called the Josh Logan TNA number. It's not even TNA. It's just A. Uh, is a song called Physical Fitness. Physical Fitness. You know oh, yeah. Totally. So all these naked men like come out on stage in the locker room and just like walk around and show off their muscles and they all form like a human pyramid. Right. And they do like push ups and, push- and they like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it has yeah, really totally. nothing to do with this kind of like that song se? from Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Oh, you know, the like- Aggie song. <laughs> now, I, okay. So my husband's in the next room. <laughs> Um, I he's gonna kill me. Shh. He loves the Aggie song. <laughs> like, I don't think he's yeah. Ever no seen kidding. Of course he does. Anything he else? He probably would like physical fitness too. Rob. Oh my god! So he will invest in a production of All American <laughs> just to get the physical just fitness. to see the physical fitness number. As long as they're in jock straps. But I think uh, as long Sorry, as they're I'm in kidding. Jock- I'm no, like- no. But that's what they do in the Whorehouse movie. Oh my god! So he loves the Aggie song. But that's like anytime we we're like we talk about a musical. He's like, have you ever seen the Aggie song? And I'm like. <laughs> Yes, at 6 o'clock and at 7 o'clock and at 8 o'clock. So, yes, I'm very familiar with the Aggies song. Um, oh, wow. So, anyway, Physical Fitness is the you Art know, Josh All Logan. American is such a great – Yeah, so one. I think – listen, and I read the book. I think the book is really you did? funny. There's a script version. It's published. It's available oh. for rights. Nobody wants to pick it up. I'm wondering – uh, encore. Well, it's, it's one of those unknown names, encores. right? Like they can't do a show that they don't know the name of. Encores. Nathan Lane. Encores? It seems obvious to me. Uh, Jefferson Mays. Encores. Just the score it. sings, too. It's not, it's not, yeah. uh, it, you know, if you can do It's a Bird, It's a Plane, then you can certainly make All American work, you know? Absolutely. Another um, Strauss and Adams, right? You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, my God, this guy. Let's get him on this podcast. So, mine, for to start off the new year, ladies and gentlemen, All American, 1962, uh, Charles Strauss, Lee Adams, and half a book by Mel Brooks. Oh, my God, it. I forgot to tell you the most important part about yeah, All American. So, Ray Bolger's big musical theater uh, turn was in sure. Where's Charlie, where he got the whole audience to sing Once in Love with Amy. Right, and, and famously was not, there was no cast recording of the original Broadway production ah! of this damn show that Frank Lesser of Guys and Dolls. But and yeah, 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 to have him come up and sing Once in Love with Amy, yeah. the whole audience, and sings along with That's him. And he gets awesome. him in a sing-along, which is so genius. He wanted to do the same thing on All-American. And he tried oh, to get the whole okay, cast at the end of the show to sing along with What a Country. But the audience was like, the song isn't that memorable, so we really can't sing along no, with what it. What a country. No, not so, so much. It led a lot of awkward post-curtain call <laughs> experiences. But there's Mr. Bolger oh, trying to recapture his magic. Not even trying to collect money for Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS, too. Just, just What a Country. Just What a Country. What a country. Nice try, Ray. Uh, what 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply what uh what a show do you have for us oh, well mr done. thomas so i actually have a book a book I you can't know this read. Book, you actually know this book very well. I'm looking on your shelf because I know Do it's Do I here. have it? Uh, I don't see it, but I know you have it. Um, this is a book uh, of a guest that we have. Actually, I do see it. Uh, this is a book of a guest that we had, um, and we actually really enjoyed interviewing her. Oh, my God. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So I have The Untold Stories of Broadway, Volume 1, by Jennifer Ashley Tepper. Our good friend... The genius of Broadway, yes. Jennifer Ashley Tepper. She is a legend before her years. Yes. You know, she is going to be a legend, and she already is for all intents and purposes, but but she's a young legend at that. And we had a great interview with her, but this, I, so, we interviewed her before I'd read the book, full disclosure. And, and so I, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this, this is great books. And one night I just bought the books, and I thought, oh, I'll read them when I read them. They're, they're big. They look kind of look like a coffee table book. And you're kind of like, all right, yeah, I'll read that when I can. So volume one, what, what uh, Jennifer did was document the history of Broadway theaters. Yeah. Uh, past and present. And the shows, but more importantly, the people who lived in them and worked in in them not just actors across the board ushers technicians uh stage hands company managers the people who work the front of the house the people who work the back of the house the people who are on stage the people who are the the follow spot i mean like every that single your theater is a community it really is rob and Uh, she interviewed it takes a village and she interviewed every person in that village you know i had a recent experience speaking of community with theaters that i did, was rocked by so i did a little night music at the walter kerr theater that yeah. was that was a while ago let's say that was five or six years ago it was 2009 to 2000 january of 2011 um and i went back for the first time to the walter kerr theater and i saw falsettos which was beautiful but the minute I, I got to the outside of the theater the house manager kevin how are you didn't know he was didn't know he would even re- remember me then the the head usher he was like kevin how you doing cuz i was friendly with all of them oh. back then and then the other usher i recognized i mean it was it was like it's old going home, home week it's it, always a home i did not expect that at all i was i was in the ensemble of little night music it was like who why would you know me but th- i it was I, I just couldn't believe that all the shows and all the people that it was like going home well this book celebrates those theaters it celebrates the people who work in them and the jobs that they do and a lot of these people you know the the guy that you know who runs the the company you know the, the house manager of that theater could have been 
there for 30, 40 years. Think of all the shows and all of the people that he's met, in addition to the audiences that are there every single day that that they are yes. you know, supporting. But really, it's a celebration of yes. all of them. And so this volume one, so uh, Jennifer's going to eventually take care of all of the theaters. Oh, God, There's yeah. three volumes of this book out right now. And so... The first volume takes care of the Richard Rogers Theater, where Hamilton is, the Winter Garden Theater, where School of Rock is, the Marquis Theater, where uh, On Your Feet is, the Hirschfeld, where uh, Kinky Boots is, the Lyceum, the Simon, the Wilson, and the much-loved Hellinger Theater, which is now the church. church. Right, which you can Hellinger. still go into. My friend Kevin Daly, who we all know from, yes. he we can. You, he said you can go into there and you can look at the the stained glass. Everything is all still as it was. And just a reminder to our audience, really quick, the Hellinger was home to My Fair Lady, Rags, Grind. Yeah, some of my favorites. I, I love that the Grind was like, Grind was is. The, I, I know. I, I love know, Grind. Oh, hey, that the who? Yeah. You're right. You're Sorry. Exactly, no, you're exactly <laughs> right. I was going to go on, and then I just thought, you know what? I'm not going to go on and grind. Um, so the thing that I w- the thing that shocked me about this book is that I kind of how should I say this? I prejudged the book a little bit because I thought, oh, it's just going to be like, and then this show was there, and then this show was there, but it's not at all. What I really love about the book is that it's a narration of the theater. It's like the theater is telling the story of their own theater, and what you get in their narration though is in chronological, you know, order, the people involved in the shows. In order. So if she interviewed someone who was actually there in the 50s, 60s, that story's first. And you hear about the world that that theater was in. And then she interviews the actors of maybe a show in the 80s or 90s or whatever. And so you get kind of like a big picture. But you get to hear themes of these theaters and how special these theaters are and all of that. Um, and it is chronological. But then, then she also has her own little anecdotes that she'll write in. Because in interviewing these people, she would often interview them off-site, not just at the theater. And the thing that I really loved about hearing about these theaters is the old hangout spots in Midtown Which Manhattan. Which don't exist anymore. That don't exist anymore. And so, and you probably know these places better, but they're, they're one of the places that closed in the 70s was called Dinty Moors. This old, like, you know, stagehand hangout they place. Me- they mention it in Do Re Mi. They do. These Dinty- places are lyrics. Dinty Moors, yeah. we're coming back. <laughs> yes, thank you. And also, you've got, the, you've got the Hotel Edison, you know, that had its own Broadway theater, which is, the, oh, I think she Cal talks about Cotto in was at two, the Edison for years. That's right. She talks about that in one of her other books. But then you also have the Edison Cafe, which tragically closed this past year. But, like, Oy. that was the last of the great theater. When I came to New York in 1998, you still had, or 2002, you still had the Howard Johnsons. Like, I that was the on Johnsons. the corner of where the Lucille, uh, where the, uh, the, uh, uh, the um, Lunt Fontaine yeah. Theater is in Broadway right yeah. there. That was, you know, you had these hangout spots that were like all the theater people after the show, they'd go there, hang out and talk in the stagehand. I mean, you had your spots. And now, of course, we have Bar Central and we have, you know, well, Angus closed, but, you know, we have our places. But the world but was the- different back then. And I love this idea, this image of like, you know, going to the theater. Yeah. And, you know, we interviewed Evan Pappas, and he went to that bar that's where the Marius Marquis is now. Yeah. And he said that when he first came to New York and he had his first audition to Chorus Line, he went to the bar, and they're like, oh, yeah, the music director for Chorus Line's coming in after the show. The music director came in, and he was like, hey, I'm auditioning for your show tomorrow. And, you know, and he's like, oh, I'll bring the score. What do you want to sing? Oh, I'll sing West Side Story. I'll bring the score tomorrow. You know, this, this sense of community. Yeah. Um, I'm a sucker for it. I, I really am. And the book really celebrates 
um, that world that still exists, but really was very special before the internet and before all of you know yeah. what we have today. So um, get her uh, books. I'm I'm a huge. I be I, I just all... I knew I would love it, but I I didn't know that it would be so well done. Yeah, and you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you too because I, when I first picked it up, I thought it was gonna be you know, I thought it was gonna be gossipy. You know, oh, and then you know Joan was was caught making out with Jane behind the curtain. Blah blah blah. That's good, yeah. Um, and it's so moving, and it's so touching. So there's yeah, it's I I could go on for no. her genius for hours, and I can go on for the book's genius for hours. Volume three just came out uh, in November of 2016 uh it is fabulous it is wonderful and my hope my you know what my big hope is that? is that once after she's done all of the new york theaters she does a regional oh. book and talks about like the Those, amundsen and the, the guthrie theaters and all of that yeah. yeah the muni i mean you know she she does enough <laughs> you know so but but her passion she, is for the history of these theaters yeah. and because it encompasses so many people and places and things and and audiences because audiences also have personal relationships with the shows that they see you know how many yes. people did we interview that were that were in saw my fair lady for the first time and were like you know like peter felicia who was yeah. like you know that was an, that was a momentous moment in my life yeah. you know that you know and then when you go to see now the bonus is that when you when i go to see Dude. theater now i'm now looking at the theater I'm taking in everything around me, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is exactly what people saw 100 years ago. Yeah. This is where you can actually go, except for the amplified sound, but like, this is exactly the way it used to be. Do you? I have a question for yeah. you. When you go to see a show at a theater, that, that, a show that you've really liked, I'm, I'm not even phrasing this correctly, like let's say you go to the Richard Rogers. Mm. I saw Hamilton just a couple months ago. And when you yeah. walk into Hamilton, do you have a flash of your most favorite show that you've seen there. I instantly think of the last time I was in that theater, of course. Yeah. Like, yeah. But then, now that I read this book, I know that the but, Richard Rogers has the most Tony Award winning shows of any single theater on Broadway. Something like seven or eight yeah, shows. Yeah, it's a lot, right? It's insane. And so you think, like everything guys there, and yeah. dolls, I mean, you can't even succeed, believe all nine, the shows yeah. that worked there. And you think... All these people had their special moment in this theater, and yet that theater gives itself to all those people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not just. But and when you're in that moment, you think you're the first person who ever had that special right. moment there. But no, Hamilton's not the first people to have a standing ovation in that theater no. and have people lose their shit over that show. But there's something about that space, and I don't believe in a lot of that hocus pocus. But I do. There's something about when you walk in, it's reverent. Yeah, it's a shrine. It's. it's I don't know. There's it's so some... funny. Like when I go to the Walter Kerr, the show that I saw there, out of all the shows I saw at the Walter Kerr that I loved the most, uh, was Grey Gardens for me. I love Grey Gardens. And so every time I go, even if I'm seeing Little Night Music or if I'm seeing Falsettos, I'm like, this is the Grey Gardens theater. Fair. Yeah, totally. Do you know what I mean? That oh, for some yeah. reason, that never goes away. And then maybe there'll be something there that one day that'll replace that memory for whatever reason. Yeah, but sure. I think Jen really beautifully captures all of this and it is a labor of love for her and all of her you know interns and assistants who put all of this stuff together so mad props to everybody and i think that it's a great read for not just the people in the industry but lovers of the the theater and all of that i think that you can get a lot out of these books not just you know it's a history book as well as you know a fan you know or being a lover of it you can learn a lot about i also theaters. think it exposes people to jobs they probably didn't even realize were available to them 
Totally. Because you can love theater and do theater and not have to be on stage. And I think this book shows you there's 90 million jobs that are waiting That's for right. you. That's right. So Untold Stories of Broadway, Volume 1, by the brilliant, wonderful Jennifer Ashley Tepper. and All-American. Well I, done. Thank you. Strauss and <laughs> Happy Adams. New and Year, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Here's to a great 2017. Huzzah. Huzzah. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. These are a few of my favorite things. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.